Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's so important to make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. Make just one heart the heart you see. Smile that cheers you. One face that lights when it nears you. One girl, you're everything. Good morning. Happy Sunday morning to you, Dr. Clint Nowell here with the Attitude of Gratitude. As always, brought to you by Production Heating and Cooling. With their famous 502 area code number 589-5880. Of course, if you prefer virtual business, well, you can go to productionair.com. But you know, anyone can come up with a sharp website either creating it themselves or hiring it out. Production Heating and Cooling has a sharp website, but they have something that other businesses, virtual or brick and mortar, may not have. They have a history, a long history. In fact, they will have been around going on close to 75 years, three quarters of a century. Three quarters of a century of being a Kentucky Anna institution, which means they've always been there to back up their work and they always will be there. And that isn't possible for a company that doesn't stay on top of things and make sure that their prices, whether for their services or products, are more than competitive. That's right, production heating and cooling can take care of any size project, commercial, or residential. But if you own a home with a central heating and cooling system, I don't know about you, but I want someone that I can talk to personally and then trust when they come into my home. And production heating and cooling takes care of all of those little niceties like putting the little booties on their feet so they won't track stuff into your home, courtesies that may not be all that common today. And for those of you who haven't been around for 75 years, maybe you've never experienced a small mom-and-pop business-type attitude. An attitude of people you can trust. People that have everything invested in doing the best job possible and always following up. Making good on everything they do. This is your opportunity to experience that firsthand when you call Production Heating and Cooling at area code 502-589-5880. Now, for those of you out there who happen to be TEPs, 
That's Thanksgiving exercise practitioners. And, of course, the Thanksgiving exercise is what we constantly emphasize on this program. You know that I am a TE practitioner and have been one for over 25 years. That means every single day during that time, throughout the day, almost everything that potentially determines an experience that I have, for example, if I were to get in my car to go to work, I could anticipate the rush hour standstill that's aggravating in and of itself, plus there might be something that I'm really concerned about, maybe even worried about at work. That's an experience, an overall circumstance, if you will, that triggers my response to literally getting into that vehicle and giving thanks to God for the fact that I'm going to be making that trip in a climate-controlled, very luxurious and even entertaining capsule for travel that's only available to people living in my time because in the past, of course, no matter how wealthy anybody was, they uh, had to go from point A to point B through much less comfortable uh, arrangements. But as I'm on my way to work, I have the choice to decide whether or not I'm going to allow predictable circumstances like the traffic jam um, to aggravate me, unsettle me, or I can stay focused on something that's just as much a part of that reality, but it's a reality that blesses my heart and actually uplifts me and gives me a sense of calm, peace, serenity. And by the way, if you've been listening for some time and you're still wondering, what exactly is that TE or that Thanksgiving exercise? Please explain it to me in the simplest of ways. Well, I just did. You allow each and every circumstance you approach each and every day afford you the opportunity to make a thoroughly reality-based assessment. An assessment that is every bit as accurate as perhaps the negative assessment you may initially feel as you approach anything stressful. That, in a nutshell, is how you do the TE, and that, by the way, is an exercise in prayer. Dave Ramsey and his Financial Peace University. His Biblical Principles for Personal Finance. If you were to listen to the Dave Ramsey show, the call-in talk show, you'd probably eventually notice that all those who call in say the same thing initially. They say, hi, Dave, how are you? You know, it's just kind of, I guess, such an ingrained habit. When, because of time constraints, the program would be much better served if they would just go straight for their question. But this is what happens every single time whenever they ask that question. When they say, hi, Dave, how are you? He always responds, better than I deserve. Over and over. It's repetitive. I don't guess the callers get tired of it. He certainly doesn't get tired of repeating, better than I deserve. He's sending a powerful message to the listeners, but probably especially to himself. That is no doubt a personal reminder in order for him to maintain really healthy humility, which is a key source to human happiness in any form. In a real sense, Dave Ramsey is practicing the TE. Whenever I identify myself on this program, I say, Hi, Dr. Glenn Nowell here with the Attitude of Gratitude. And when I say the Attitude of Gratitude, I'm not just announcing the name of this radio program, I'm expressing the very fundamental nature of who I am as a genuinely, abundantly happy individual. And as I hope I make clear every time you tune in, 
I'm not this happy, serene individual because I happen to produce an abundance of endorphins or that I have much better circumstances than you do. My extreme, ongoing personal happiness is not the result of my genetic makeup or because of extremely fortunate circumstances. It's the result of joy that is infused in me from God himself. But the reason I am receptive to his joy is because I do my part by constantly practicing the Thanksgiving exercise. Gratitude is the prism through which I experience all of life. But I have to choose that prism and I have to exercise it each and every day throughout the day. It's not natural, but for me, it has become second nature. And it can become second nature for you as well, but only through repetition. And speaking of repetition, you are listening to the repeated introduction to our current series. So, if it sounds like something you heard last week, it's exactly what you heard last week. However, what comes up immediately following the commercial break is something new and special for this Sunday morning. So please hang around for that. The focus of our current series is prayer. Specifically, the prayer you and I must pray. And I mean pray continually. Yes, repetitively. And the reason we must pray that prayer is because it is literally... To quote God's word, God's will for you in Christ Jesus, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. If you were to hear me say, location, 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 what would you think of? Real estate? Probably. Because we all know that the value of a piece of property is often entirely determined by its location. Its location to other properties. As a Christian counselor whose expertise is helping people resolve problems that are impediments to interpersonal relationships, three words that are perhaps most valuable for me to share are communication, communication, communication. Why? Because the quality of any interpersonal relationship is determined by the quality of communication. When it comes to relationships, the special advantage Christians have is that we know that before we can have truly, completely trusting and equally beneficial intimate relationships, we have to first and foremost have that interpersonal relationship with God himself through our Lord Jesus Christ, as he dwells in us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Communication with our Lord is prayer. Through the years, the attitude of gratitude has addressed truly a plethora, a broad cross-section of practical daily living ideas entirely from a biblical perspective. Sometimes those topics did not have a lot of information about them available in God's Word. We were told enough information, but we had to interpret what information was there. One thing everybody would like to know about is the exact nature of heaven. There are a number of references 
to the nature of the afterlife in the Bible, but not nearly as many as one might think. The Bible is much more concerned about what we need to be doing on this side of eternity to, among other things, prepare us for heaven. One of the things we admired so much about the Reverend Dr. Billy Graham as he approached the prospects of death was his certainty that it awaited him. He didn't know any more about the specifics than any other Bible student. But it was his certainty that so many of us admired. Perhaps the most important issue in preparing for that afterlife is the topic of prayer. Perhaps that's why the Bible has a lot to say, a whole lot to say about that. To name but a few, we have the most precise yet most comprehensive model for prayer in the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father found in Matthew 6 verses 9 and following. Romans 8:26 informs us that even when we do not know what to pray for, especially when we don't know how to put words to it, that the Holy Spirit not only is with us, but speaks through us in articulating what, for us, are mere, seemingly helpless groaning. The Bible is such a practical guide for prayers that address every aspect of our lives. But there's one specific type of prayer that we're not only suggested or encouraged to pray constantly, we're commanded to do so. That commandment, along with the precise instructions on how to fulfill that commandment, are so glaring and so clear it truly is amazing that the Attitude of Gratitude is, even to this day, the only radio program and the only ministry that is devoted entirely to the topic of that particular type of prayer. The Prayer of Gratitude. The prayer that is commanded, yes, once again, in our signature passage, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. We often transition from our repeated introduction to whatever our series may be to the commercial break with, as our special bumper music, if you will, the Attitude of Gratitude theme song, Make Someone Happy. Not because it's good theology, but because just hearing it makes most of us really happy. But we're transitioning the current series we are in right now with a very appropriate song by the Dove Brothers Quartet. And if you're a fan of Christian gospel music, you already know what we're going to play. It's I Can Pray. And as you listen to the words, remember, prayer isn't something you should do simply because you can't do anything else. On the contrary, it should be what you do before you do anything else. And as a foundation for anything God leads you to do as His will. You say I'm not able, I'm too young or I'm too old, and I can't sing or teach, 
And no title do I hold Lord, what can I do? For I want to do my part And I want to help the hurting With all of my heart Seems so hard, Lord, what can I do To help bring them back to you For my family's lost and dying And my words do not get through Dr. Glenn Nowell here. For years, you've heard me tout how production heating and cooling can save you money on service, repairs, or new equipment. How their integrity is such that they will never try to sell you something you don't need. How they slip their work shoes into these little footies before they enter your home. And how their personal integrity has fueled this family-owned business for three generations. But here's something you didn't know unless you've heard this particular commercial before. When I call Production Heating and Cooling at 589-5880, I call as a customer just like you. 
any discount or special attention I get, you get. Think about that the next time you open up your utility bill. Production heating and cooling at 5895880. Again, 5895880. All right, we're back. Dr. Glenn Nile here with you during a portion of this overall series on prayer that we've been conducting, a portion that I've been really looking forward to for a long time. Not that I've obsessed with where we're going. Uh, one of the problems all of us human beings have is that we either focus so much on the future, we live so much in our future plans that we actually miss out on the present. Well, believe me, so far, our study on prayer has kept me very firmly in the present. And I need help with that. Because I tend to be like all other human beings, and we Christians are no exception. Now, of course, what's really dangerous and sad is when we live in the past, and especially focusing on those things that we perhaps regret. Regret doing or regret that we didn't do. In fact, some people live their lives almost entirely both in the past, regretting and in the future, hoping that things will get better when the reality is all you and I have as human beings in this dimension of time in which we live. All we have is the present. I'm reminded of a little quip that I saw on a bulletin board right here in Louisville that said, Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. <laughs> when we enter into eternity, in all likelihood, there will be no time as we know it now. Eternity will always be the present. But here on this earth, whether it's making amends for something in the past or setting ourselves back on the proper course to assure that we consciously participate in God's will for us, that we intentionally do that, that is only possible through our actions and experiences in the present, right now. Prayer takes place now. And the passage of Scripture that I'm going to be sharing with you, that we're going to look at and that you're going to become very familiar with, in fact, compared to most people, you're going to become a scholar in Scripture with regard to this specific passage. I'm talking about a passage with which you are probably somewhat familiar. It's known as the Beatitudes. And it, like the Lord's Prayer, is found in the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount, of course, being found in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. The Beatitudes are at the beginning of this portion of Scripture. Beginning in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 and following. 
In both my books and on the air, I usually read scripture from the New International Version, the NIV. But to share with you the Beatitudes, I'll do something a little different. I'll go back to the King James Version, because that's the version that's most familiar to most people when it comes to the Beatitudes. And we'll look at verses 1 and 2 before we begin the Beatitudes that begins in verse 3 by, as a way of introducing these inspiring words. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely, for my sake. Rejoice, and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets, which were before you. Wow, that is just so beautiful. And the early Christians preserved these words of Jesus in a similar way that they preserved the words of Jesus' Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer, if you remember, was recorded in such a way that it could be used in worship. But it was also recorded in such a way that it could be used as a blueprint for the crafting of our own personal, intimate closet prayer with God. Here we have these teachings of Jesus literally kicking off, if you will, the Sermon on the Mount, which in three relatively brief chapters contains more precise and in-depth teaching from Jesus on what it means to be a Christian, what it means to have a personal relationship with God, what it means to behave properly, what it means to seek and do God's will. You have all of those wonderful things concentrated in these three chapters we call the Sermon on the Mount. And this sermon, this sermon is introduced with these beautiful, blessed Beatitudes. But what do they mean? What are they for? Do you know, there are scholars who throughout their lives have never felt that that question was adequately answered. Well, you're going to receive the answer in this study. What the Beatitudes are, why we were given these Beatitudes, and how you can use them as a guide 
for your own personal prayer, for your own personal growth, for your part in your relationship with God. In other words, just as we looked at the most practical use of the Lord's Prayer, we are now going to look at the most practical usage of the Beatitudes. We're going to dive right into it next week. And until then, may your week be filled with the joy that can only come from the attitude of gratitude. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.